We commence this hour, though, with uh, Brittany King Brock on the unique challenges women face being moms in the music industry and how they can better be positioned to face the unique challenges specific to being a caregiver while maintaining a career in the fast-paced music industry. Brittany King Brock, good to have you on this program. How are you today? Hi, hi. I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Um, well, if I complained about being in great, I'm delighted to have you on to learn more about your work and witness, and um, we're going to do the best we can in these uh, 30 minutes or so. So let, let, let me let me just start by asking um, the following. You are the founder of what what's called Moms in Music. So let me just ask you to tell me about Moms in Music, and um, we'll jump from there. Absolutely. Um, so... I've been an executive in the music business for the last 17 years, uh, working in various capacities from talent management, uh, music publishing, and label operations. And I became a mom three years ago. Um, and I realized that there was so much to it that I did not know. And I was so blinded by just this new responsibility, this new identity while still trying to manage and maintain a career um, in, like you mentioned, the fast-paced industry of the music business. Um, and so it, it, it really is my inspiration of why I started Moms in Music, because when I had my son, I did not feel supported, seen, and valued when it came to the workplace. Um, and even historically, you know, women in the music business have not only been marginalized, but mm. motherhood and parenthood specifically um, has just been kind of like a thing that you don't talk about. It's like if you, the women who came before me, if and when they did have kids, it was never anything that anyone was really vocal about talking about. Um, and so when I became a mom, I felt very isolated and alone. Like, where is my community? I know I'm not the first one to have a mom. Where are the mothers before me? What were their journeys? What are their stories? How can they empower me? And that was really my why um, of why I started it because, because I wanted to create something that I needed um, and that I saw that, you know, there there was no no community for it. Yep. Um, and so Moms and Music was, it, we're a brand new organization. We launched this year. Um, our first event was in May of 2023. We had a brunch event in Atlanta um, and we immediately got some amazing sponsorship and support from the Recording Academy Atlanta chapter songwriter of North songwriters of North America and we were able to honor Faith Evans who as you know is an amazing artist mm -hmm. songwriter um she was our first honoree along with Dion Ferris who's a songwriter um and also the mother of young baby Tate and Jamaica Kraft, who is a creative director and choreographer. And all of these women um, really solidified the need for this community, and they all shared their own personal stories of how they became moms and whatever their experience was in the music business. Um, and it really, for me, validated the need. And my goal is to build community, to have the hard conversations, to, to provide resources, and also to position you know, our organization as an ally to music companies um, to, so that they can know how to better support their employees and, and their artists. Mm. Um, uh, that's uh, it's a mouthful. And I'm glad you I'm glad I asked that question because it allows us all to better understand what moms and music is all about. Let me let me just start interrogating some of that now. So I, I know, obviously, there is no one size fits all. The answer to this question uh, is different for every artist, whether it's Dion Ferris or Faith Evans or persons like you who are behind the scenes in the music business. Um, but how would you broadly define the journey? Uh, that 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 a mom has to navigate when they are in this uh, again fast-paced music industry. 
Um, I think it all starts with the village. Mm-hmm. Um, having a village is extremely important, not just specific to being a mom in music, but overall. And I think when you're working in a, an industry like ours, it's 24-7. If you're an artist, it's always on the road. Having support is extremely necessary, mm-hmm. but also being able to have a team of people that understand where you are um, and can uplift you not only professionally, but mentally as well, which is something that's very passionate for me. Outside of who I am as a music executive, I'm really big into wellness, um, spirituality, and just taking care of the the whole person from a human position. Um, And so I think it's important to pull away sometimes from just the the greed that we may have of like making the money, making the money, making the money mm-hmm. and position yourself and your clients, whether you're a record label, a management company to make sure that you're creating a balance in however you approach the schedules, right? Whether it's, you know, tour schedules, if you're doing a routing, making sure that you're incorporating time for that artist to have time with their children, um, to make sure that they're not having a set they're not coming on, you know, on, on set at 11 or midnight. Maybe you mm-hmm. move their times up to 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock so that they can be back home at a reasonable hour. Things that I realized that before I became a mom, I didn't realize how important what seems like a no-brainer um, those conversations are, and even being able to have us as a, a backbone to position artists to have those conversations. And that's one thing that a lot of the feedback that we've gotten from artists is like, oh my God, I've been scared to say certain things to my management company or to my label because I feel like if I voice this to them, mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. see me as, oh, she's not ready or she can't handle it. When it really is a matter of, let's just have some flexibility. Yeah. Like it can still get done, but let's be let's be flexible on both ends on how it gets done. And so that's what our goal is at Moms and Music is to empower artists, creatives, executives, to have those conversations and to educate them on on what can be done better. Just getting started in this conversation with Brittany King-Brock, the founder of Moms and Music, about the the unique challenges, the difficulties of being a caregiver uh, while trying to maintain and advance your career in the music biz. We'll continue when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Unapologetically progressive. Progressive. Unapologetically blind. You're tapped into Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Sounds different, huh? This is Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley in dialogue with Brittany King Brock, who's the founder of Moms and Music, um, trying to do something about the unique challenges facing moms in the music biz. Uh, I'm asking this question, Brittany. I warned you up front, just playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm asking it just to press you and push you uh, to get the best out of you. Um, but for those who may be listening to this conversation right now and asking, well, why should the music biz bend over backwards to cater to women, to cater to moms. Your, 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 your retort to that, uh, that question would be what? Um, because your business depends on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why not only our mother and, and again, this is no, no dig to the guys, but listen, we get it done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like historically, 
women get things done and from a business perspective, you supporting your employees from a human perspective and making sure they are whole and that they are taken care of means that they value your business better, means that their the return on the investment is going to look different, right? Um, when people feel like they're getting taken care of and they're valued, then the return on the output of the work is different. Um, and so if you're approaching it simply from a why, from a business standpoint, do I need to make sure that moms are taken care of is because your business depends on it. If the mama is not good, then the output of the work is not going to be good. And outside of it being specific to moms, that's a human answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to make sure that people feel good because when they feel good, you see that output in the work. Um, and when people don't feel like they're being taken care of or they have to focus so much on everything that's happening outside of the job, oh, my God, I don't have any types of child care options. I don't have a flexible work schedule. That level of stress shows up in the output. Mm -hmm. And so from a business perspective, you, you like how I lead as a leader, and I've recently been the president of operations and GM of an indie record label in L.A., I start with how can I serve you? What do you need to show up to work every single day as your best? Yep. No, and I, from I, there you build it. Yeah. No, I, I hear your point. If, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So I, I hear ain't you. Nobody. I hear, no, I hear you loud and clear. Um, I'm thinking as you're talking, Brittany, um, about the music business and the role that women play in it. And I believe it was the New York Times. Uh, I could be wrong. I think it was the Times. I read so much stuff every day. Some major organization, I think, again, it was the Times, announced a few weeks ago that they have two full-time reporters doing nothing but covering Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They literally hired yeah. two reporters to cover Beyonce 24-7 and to cover Taylor Swift 24-7. You probably see where I'm going with this. Two of the biggest mm -hmm. names in the business right now. Folks selling tickets like nobody's business. Beyonce and Taylor Swift are all that and then some in the music business. And yet, I heard you suggest earlier that women writ large are still marginalized in this business. Juxtapose those two things to me to the extent you can. Um. So, two things can exist at the same time. Um, Beyonce and Taylor Swift, let's start it off. They're both unicorns. <laughs> um, <laughs> they yeah. are both top tier, like, oh my God, we, you don't see that type of magic happen often. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, the reason that these organizations have chosen to have that 24 hour coverage is because there's. Any, like both of them explode. Anytime you talk anything Beyonce, Taylor Swift, you know that it's, it's clickbait. You're going to get all the clicks. You're going to get all the looks, especially if you're able to provide some level of exclusive coverage, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, from a business perspective, I understand why those outlets have chosen to do that. I mean, it's to, to, to each his own. I feel like it's a bit much, but hey, mm -hmm. um, if you have, that's somebody, that somebody's got a job. Two more people or however many people now have a job, there and that go. is their job. <laughs> um, so, you know, I can't knock nobody's hustle. But um, I, I think that when it comes to, you know, those two and, and women being marginalized, um, that is a, a pretty much known fact. Like the music business specifically is a male-dominated industry. Yep. Um, a lot of the formalities of it are by design in that way. Um, and so women, whether you're an artist, an executive, um, have had to show up and not only operate in these – and it's something that I've actually had to learn um, of how to – 
tap into my feminine energy in a way that makes me unique when I'm in a room full of men, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that w- was my experience as an A&R at Atlantic Records, where we sit in A&R meetings, and it may be 12 people of the 12 people in the room, two of them may be women, and you have 10 men sitting at a table saying what what types of records a woman wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hello, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm a woman. I can tell you what a woman wants to hear, right? Mm-hmm. And it's those little things that oftentimes don't even, you don't even notice until someone has to speak up for it. And so as a woman, I've had to learn how to advocate for myself and say, hey, this is what makes more sense to us, or this is the perspective, because of, most of the times I'm the only one in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I say women have been marginalized, we have not traditionally been seen as the check writers. And now we're starting to see the tides turn uh, where a lot of women are becoming entrepreneurs. A lot of women are becoming, you know, chairwomen of these organizations. And we see the titles are changing. Like you had, um, you had uh, Ethiopia Haptamarium, who was the, the president and the, the chair of Motown. Sure. Um, she changed her title to chairwoman. We have Jody Gerson, who's chairwoman, uh, Sylvia Rohn. And so we're starting to see women take up that space. Um, but traditionally, it has, it has been a boys club. And that is, that is not an assumption. That yeah. is a fact. Yep. In these spaces, and I want to just ask two questions about spaces, about spaces in the business um in these spaces that you've described so well and what it's like to be inside these rooms you've taken us inside the room with us and give us a a great illustration of what it's like to be in there what have you discovered over the years for you personally Brittany king brock uh, in these spaces what what have you relied on what have you found to be your superpower oh it's it's interesting that you say that that you ask that question because i think i really just discovered that probably about four or five years ago Mm. uh, when I learned how to own my voice Mm -hmm. and I learned how to utilize my voice even when it shakes. Right. Um, And I think for me, as I kind of mentioned earlier, tapping into that femininity when you're, you're oftentimes, you know, made to believe that you have to be the hard and tough girl and in order to operate and have success in the boys club. But I have realized that, the soft and pink approach is mm-hmm. actually more feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have been able to, to tap into the, the, I guess like uh, not the, the mental aspect, but tapping a little bit more into the psychology of understanding the why yeah. and asking thought provoking questions to myself and others, whether it's artists, whether it's other executives um, of what is the intention behind this? Um, and I think that has helped me position myself differently than other executives because yeah. it's bigger than like understanding the big, the overall cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, I lean highly into. Yep. Um, is it possible in a business where women are in fact, um, woefully outnumbered in a business where they are, um, terribly marginalized is it possible through Moms in Music or any other entity for that matter, but your organization, is it possible to create a safe space for women? Absolutely. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We are building this thing brick by brick. And so we actually have a event this weekend. Um, we're doing a small invite only brunch, uh, a dinner here in Atlanta that's sponsored by Quality Control Music, which is one of the biggest independent sure. labels right now. I'm sure, sure you're, you're familiar. Oh, um, yeah. And they've been a client of mine for like the last six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, the way that we do that is to call call on 
these companies bluff, right? Because a lot of times these companies like to say, oh, we support this and we support this. But it's like, we're going to call you on your bluff and let's see who really who really puts up or shuts up, right? Um, so let's start there. But then secondly, we build these, these, these communities by doing what we're doing, creating these spaces, having the conversations, bringing in professionals um, to talk on certain topics. Like we brought in a burnout recovery coach. We brought in a hormone health um, doctor mm-hmm. to talk to our audience. And we have creating the space is important to, to know that you're not alone. And so our goal with Moms and Music Um, is to build it brick by brick, woman by woman, where we are able to pull our collective powers together. Like the people in our community, we have some amazing women from executives to Mm -hmm. artists. Um, And so we're all coming together and we're creating our own table. You told me a bit earlier. that is what has power. Nope, I hear you. You told me a bit earlier about your journey, of course, as a woman executive. But you mentioned uh, our friends Faith Evans and Dion Ferris. I had the honor in my career to spend time with both of them. Uh, and plenty of other artists, obviously. But what what are you? And, and I'm not talking just about Faith and Dion per se. But what have you learned? What are you hearing from artists themselves, those who are making the music and having to be on tour, about how they go about finding ways to you know to to balance um, being a caregiver uh, at the same time advancing their career? Because you're right, men don't have these same conundrums they have to these same hurdles they got to jump over conundrums they have to navigate. So what are you hearing specifically from artists uh, who are moms in the music industry? Um, The main thread that we have heard across the board from artists is, man, this is hard and I need help. Mm -hmm. I I need other people that I can talk to that are going through similar experiences. I have felt alone in this. I have felt like I was the only one, right? Um, And that what, and Faith shared that at our brunch. She was Mm -hmm. like, listen, when I had my kids, there were plenty of times where people told me that I, that my career was over. And there were times that I believed them, right? And she said, if I would have had a community then of other women who were doing the same thing and were trying to climb in their careers, whether it's artists or executives, and we were able to share stories, that would have gotten me through the hard times. Mm-hmm. Because the consensus, nobody questions whether or not it's hard. It is hard. And so we're not like, we're not saying that when you become a mom in music, all of a sudden your worries are gone. It's like, no girl, you're still going to go through it, but you're not going to go through it alone. Mm -hmm. And that makes all the difference. And so the, the, the consensus of the artist is I'm juggling so many things. I have to worry about tour rehearsals. I have to get the album delivered to my, to my, um, to my label. I have to make sure that I'm not gaining a whole lot of weight so that I can still look good and be the artist. All of these things are in the artist's head while at the same time you're a caregiver Mm -hmm. and you still have one, two, three, however many kids that are looking at you and all they see is an amazing mommy. They don't know all the other things that mom is, is taking on and has to show face for right um and so the hardest thing has been how do i juggle this how do i stay how do i mentally stay afloat as i am managing and navigating all of the hurdles in addition to just the natural mental challenges that come with being an artist all of the people that you're trying to appease right whether it's the touring agents the, the the brand partners the label and to some they're like well that's that's the business that you choose it is mm-hmm. right but but that doesn't mean that you can't feel what you feel. Yeah. That doesn't mean that your experience is any less valid, right? Um, and so that is what makes the difference in terms of 
and we and, and, and here's the thing we see we've seen numerous examples of depression anxiety and on the worst end of the spectrum artists who don't want to be here anymore yeah and what we're trying to make sure that we advocate for with moms and music is let's take care of your mind like mentally professionally how are you um and then being able to to create community yeah, i was just so i hope I, I answered your question no you did i was just i was just about to ask um um to what extent you know personal wellness is at the epicenter of all that you're wrestling with uh trying to advance these moms in the music industry um it's at the center yeah. it's, it's the core it's yeah. the core value because that's where it starts it starts with you and and you making sure that you're creating whatever those boundaries are to express what you need, um, to be able to communicate when you need time off unapologetically and to not feel like someone is going to um, to, to, to kind of like put you in a, a up against a corner where you voice it. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that the mom is good at the core is literally my top priority, because mm-hmm. from that, everything else bears fruit. I can't, a mother can't worry about giving you a great album if she is messed up, you know, about whatever's happening in her relationship yeah. or she's going through anxiety or depression or she's addicted to popping pills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not going to get the best. So my goal is like, what's the vitality level? Like, what do you need to be able to operate at your best? Yep. And how can we support you? I got 60 seconds left. Um, you've been at this for not quite a couple of decades, but almost um, as an executive and an entrepreneur. Um, you told us the story earlier of being in many of these rooms with you the, the only person, the only woman, the only sister. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to what you're seeing in these uh, C-suites uh, about uh, these days about when it, when it comes to black women. Are you starting to see uh, a, a, an uptick in black women at the executive level in the music business? We are. So we're starting to see an uptick. Um, so here's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see an uptick on paper. And what (laughs) I mean by that is, and I'm sure you can understand where I'm going with this. Uh, I see it. We're starting to, (laughs) we're starting because, you know, over the last few years we've had, we've seen this uptick of, you know, diversity and inclusion and all of these buzzwords. And so companies have jumped on that. Um, but what I also am seeing because of just the backdoor conversations that I have with a lot of people is, hey, yeah, I'm getting the title, but they're not really empowering me to be nope. a decision maker. I get it. Nope. I figured you were. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I do. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Very very clearly. I figured that's where you were headed. Uh, so that, that does not surprise me. Hopefully it will transfer uh, from paper uh, to reality. Um, but I, I take your point and I hear you loud and clear. Um, her name is Brittany King Brock. Uh, she's the founder of Moms in Music, doing their part to uh, help uh, these sisters in the music business find greater balance between being a caregiver uh, and advancing their careers as they have every right to do uh, as executives or as artists in this fast-paced music business. Brittany King Brock, congrats on the on the organization uh, and thanks for the conversation. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Travis, for having me. I appreciate it. My great delight. Good to have you on.